<sighs> How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying the hey, the five of Mesech to Bav Friends, your friends, how's Bav Metziah going? The big, big leagues, right? The big, big leagues. The big, big leagues. Um, today's daf is today's daf. Um, what do you want me to tell you? I think... We're going to do like a daf and a half today. Oh my god, I don't even know how much time I have or how long it's going to take. I should have enough time. I don't, I don't know how long it's going to take though. Um, it's great stuff, Chavit. What do you want me to tell you? Bava Metzia is great. Um, though it's hard. But it's great. The big, big leaks. Um, yeah, we talk about, I think, I don't remember what it talks about, but I think it talks about, um, what was that thing that we were talking about? Uh, Halach. I think it talks about that a little bit. And then, what does it talk about? Some stuff. And it talks about, what was the other? Th- ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, Migo. Ooh, ah, ooh. Migo de Choshet, Ashvua Choshet. Migo de Choshet, Amamon Choshet, Nami Ashvua. So, ooh, ooh. That's a good sugya. It's a good sugya. Let's go weiter. Okay. We're going to start in the Dalram Bays. Um, about 15 lines from the bottom. Should I roll up my sleeves? Ugh, I really don't feel like it. Should I do it? Uh, Alright, one second. Alright, here we go. Um, okay, uh, right, so about 15 lines from the bottom, bottom and base. Most of my Zutri Prediv Nachmin. Okay, so my Zutri Prediv Nachmin asks, Tanu Kalim Vikar Kois. Um, okay, fine. So if Shimon says to Reuven, you owe me vessels and you owe me property. Um, Reuven says, yeah, it's true. I owe you vessels, but I don't owe you property. Or Fakert, he says, yes, I owe you property, but I don't owe you vessels. Potter. In either case, he is Potter. I think it's because I can't, I, I, if I understand correct, I think, <laughs> I think like a lot of things these days, like if I understand correctly, um, which I may not, um, but if I understand correctly, it's like, because Be'etzin, I think like we, be, okay. okay, the vessels are things that are shaykh to like mode b'miktsas, right? Uh, or, I'm sorry, are shaykh to shvu'eh, right? Vessels are things that you could swear about, whereas property are things that you don't swear about. And therefore, the whole swearing thing with relation to the property is kind of like out of the picture because you don't swear on property. And in terms of the vessels, which would be something that you would swear about, well, either you're admitting that you owe the vessels, in which case there's nothing to swear about, or you're admitting that you owe no vessels, in which case also there's nothing to swear about because you're co a coal, right? So I think that's kind of the point, I think, right? So meaning... I'm going to read that again. So Shimon is saying to Reuven, hey, Reuven, you owe me vessels and property. So if he's saying, yeah, it's true, I owe you vessels. Okay, so he owes the vessels. He's saying he owes the vessels. There's nothing to swear about. If he denies the property, well, you don't swear about property anyways. If he admits that he owes the property, so okay, he's admitting that he owes the property. If he denies the vessels, well, he's kofar akol. If you deny everything, you don't swear. I think that's shot. Potter. So therefore, there's no swearing in that scenario. Hode miktsas kakos, Potter. If he um, says, I don't owe you any vessels, okay, so he's denied, he's kofra call on the vessels, 
so he doesn't swear. And in terms of the property, he says, I owe you some property. Okay, so he's modeb mixas essentially on the property, but you don't swear about property anyways, so potter. Mixas kalim chayv. However, if he uh, says, I don't owe you any property, in terms of the vessels, I owe you some vessels. So he's modeb mixas uh, on the vessels, so then he's going to be chayv shvua on account of the vessels. Okay. And as we're going to see, actually in a few minutes, like we learned in Mesechta Kiddushin, there's a Gilgal Shvur, that now once already he's swearing about the vessels, because he's modem and mixes on the vessels, well then we'll be Megalgal and Megalgal Shvur, and he'll also swear that he in fact does not owe uh, uh, any property either. Um, we learned that in a Mishnah in Mesechta Kiddushin, where we said that, um, Right, and then we said that just like metaltalin is niknin by way of karka, so also if you swear for metaltalin, you were the megalgalin shvur for karka. Anyways, fine. Hold on, mixes fine. Mixes kelim chayv. Time of the kelim v'karkuis. Okay, so we're saying the reason why. Um, if he, you know, admits to the property but denies the vessels, or admits to the vessels but denies the property, he's potter is because you have karka and you have kalim. Uh, time the kalim kakos the karka lavas shvuahi because as we said, property is not something that you swear about. But if you would have two groups of vessels, right? Just like we're talking about vessels and property. So if you have vessels and vessels, okay, so Shmuel says, hey, Reuven, you owe me vessels and vessels. And he says, what do you mean? Well, no, so he says, well, I agree, I agree that I admit that I owe you vessels, but I don't owe you vessels. Or if he says, I don't owe you vessels, but I admit that I owe you vessels. I know I was just being unnecessarily annoying, but the point is if he's, um, if he admits to one group, but denies the other, um, He's going to be chayev because since vessels are things that you would be chayev shvua for, so be'etzim you're being modem and mikzas. Now, chever, this is where it becomes relevant to our story. Um, okay, so now, so where am I? So the kakos the kaka lava shvuhi hakelim bekelim do mitikelim bekakos chayev heichidami. What would be the scenario? Lav do omerle heilach vishmamino heilach chayev. There you go. That's the tie-in. It's a kashan of sheishes. Rav Sheshis, of course, had said, Helach is potter, because we want to say that he has, I don't know, I guess two groups of vessels. Shimon says to Reuven, Reuven, you owe me vessels, these vessels and those vessels. And Reuven says, I admit, I owe you these vessels, and here they are. They are yours. So he's saying Helach, which means he's bad, so we consider it like the vessels that he's admitting, that Reuven's admitting to, belong, are, are in Shimon's Rishos. And he's then denying the remaining vessels, and we're saying that he's chayev ashvur. So it sounds like Helach is chayev, which would be like Rebbechia, it would be unlike Rebbechia's. Lo nisht. The olam emelach, kalim, the kalim, nami, potter. No, I will tell you that by kalim and kalim, you are also potter, because Helach is potter. The hodikatoni, kalim vikarkuis, then why are we dafka talking about um, uh, vessels and Property, implying that vessels and vessels you would be chayiv and that helach is chayiv. No, the reason why we're mentioning kelim vikarkois, Hakam is teaching us hoda mikzas kelim 
Chayv af ala kakuis that when he uh, so so when Shimon says to Reuven, Reuven, you owe me uh, uh, vessels and property, and he says I don't owe you any property, and in terms of the vessels I owe you some vessels. So we say that he's chayv shvur. When he's chayv shvur for the vessels, he's also then going to be chayv shvur for the property. That is why we mentioned um, um, vessels and property in order to teach us about the Gilgal Shvua, that once he's swearing for the uh, uh, vessels, he's also going to swear for the uh, property. That is what we, that, that is why we mentioned vessels and property, but vessels and vessels, um, and also you would be, um, in terms of vessels and vessels though, you would be, um, um, potter, right? Meaning, so when we say that vessels and property, if you deny all the vessels, or all the property, so then you're going to be uh, potter. The same would be for vessels and vessels. You'd be potter because halach is potter. My kamash malon zokikin. But one second, fact the gemara. One second. So you're saying the reason why we mention vessels and property is for the scenario where he de- denies some of the vessels and that he has to swear in the vessels and then he also swears for the property. So a gilgul shvur. But tanina, we already learned in mesech the kiddushin. I was going to ask, you know, about Mesech the Kiddushin, Mesech the Bava, Kamba, Metziah, how do they compare? But, well, it's not, it's not a shy question. They're both amazing. They're both amazing, but they're, they're different, but they're both amazing. So we don't have to compare. But there's, there's something special about uh, Bava Kamba and Bava Metziah. I don't know. They're, <laughs> they're really hard, but they're really good. What do you want me to tell you? So we already learned in the mission above in in in, in um, kiddushin. Zoka kin anechosim sheinloim achrayis as anechosim sheishloim achrayis lishav aleim. That we already we already learned in mesech the kiddushin that when you swear for mitaltlin you oichet then do a gilgul shvur for karke. Hocha iker hosom agav grore nazpa. So the gemara answers. Look, but mitzia is the main source of it. You know, we're talking about Shavuiz and Halach. You know, they, this is the main sugya, uh, uh, where we're learning the Gilgul Shavuah, that if you have to swear, because of the Moda Bimiksas by the Kalim, so then Oichet is a Gilgul Shavuah and the Karke. This is the main sugya. The only reason why we mentioned it in Kiddushin is because we were mentioned, because in Kiddushin, it's the main, it's the main sugya of the Kinyon, right? The Kinyon, right, right, that Nechosim She'ein Leim Achrayis, Nechosim that's the main sugya for that. And once already we're mentioning the context of, once already we're mentioning in metaltalin and karka in terms of kinyan, so we also mentioned, and when you swear for metaltalin, so you oichit megalgalin and shvua for karka. But, um, but uh, that was just sort of, uh, um, that wasn't the main, the main event over there. It was kind of a, a, a supplemental thing. Whereas over here, this is the main sugya of uh, uh, Gilgul Shvua for uh, uh, um, 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 Kalim and Karke, because uh, here was the main sugya of Modeba Miktsas, Modeba Miktsas Atani Yeshova, and all that great, great, great stuff. Okay. Ulamando Amar Heilach Potter Okay, so 
Potter, so Rav Sheshis, who says that Helach is Potter, wow, we're 12 minutes into the daf, and I feel like this has been happening a lot. Like, the, the, we're only getting up to the daf after, like, significant work. Okay, yeah, these pages are funny. It's like, some pages are bigger, some pages are smaller. Let's go weiter. Helach Potter, so going to Rav Sheshis, who says that Helach is Potter, Okay, that if he says Helach, then he doesn't swear for the remainder. So why do I need a posuk to teach me that you don't swear when it comes to property? Any karke that if he admits to some property, he's bets him saying, you know, yes, I admit it and it's yours. So if we say the Helach is potter, so there's always, whenever you admit to karka, it's going to be halach, so you're not going to have to swear. So then, so then, why do I need a pasuk? It's just, I just memele know that you're always going to be potter from shvuot. Shtikl hak, shtikl hak, because you're making assumptions about halach. So amalach, it's to No, you still need a pasuk, because there are, there are going to be scenarios where halach doesn't apply. For example, hechadachav baborishich numayris. For example, if he dug into the property, eh, 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 pits, ditches, and vaults, so then, so then, then he wouldn't say, "Here, take it back." I mean, he like messed it up. Inami, I guess maybe he's kona bishinu. I don't know. Whatever it is, he's not. He's not giving back the um, property. You know, he's gonna have to, I guess, pay for it. Inami. Alternatively, Alternatively, where Shimon says Reuven, you owe me vessels and property, and Reuven admits to the vessels, and he denies the property. So over there also, there's no situation of halach on the carcass. So um, there are going to be scenarios where um, we would have to know that in any event, um, you potter for shvuah by kaikus tashmakum in here. Dutani Rami Baychome. Rami Baychome taught. I bought Shomrin. Srikhin Kfira be Miktsas, Voda be Miktsas, Dudududu, Bamparam. This was a sugi from Bavakama. Although over there, I think we quoted a Bhakti Barab on Rabyochan. We saw Machlokas in Bavakama about Moda be Miktsas. Is Moda be Miktsas with regard to Shomrin, a Pikadin? Which is where it's written in the Torah in the context of Shomen. Or do we say Eru Parshies? That there's, that, right, that, um, this posuk that's of Modem Mixas that's written by Shomen, really it belongs by Imkesef Talvid Asami, by Halvos. That was Rabchi Bar Yosef's opinion, I think. Anyways, so we're saying here, so we're assuming here that Modem Mixas is in the context of Pikodin, of Shomen. So Tashmad, the Tony Rami by from Barchomator, I bought Shomen, Srikin, Kfira, Bemiktas, Vodob, Bemiktas, that by the four Shomen, so, it to be Chayvishvur. So, there must be a Mod Bemiktas. Right? I bought Shomen, Srikin, Kfira, Bemiktas, Vodob, Bemiktas. Shomen Chinum, Vashoyel. Okay, uh, an unpaid custodian, a borrower, no say Socher, paid custodian, Vashocher, and a uh, renter. Hechidomi, what's pshat? Lav d'omerle, is it not talking about a situation? D'omerle heilach? Is it not talking about a situation where he's saying, here, take it, and we're still saying that he's chayv ashvo, so heilach is chayv shvo? Lo. 
No domele. It's talking about a scenario of not Halach. That Shimon says to Reuven, I gave you three cows. And all of them died in a negligent manner. Therefore, you are chayv to pay me for all three. And Reuven says to Shimon, The first cow, I think this is proud. With regard to the first cow, you never gave me that one. Vichada, and in terms of the second one, Mesa Baonis. It died in Onis, and therefore I am Potter from that one. Vichada, and in terms of the third cow, Mesa Bibshia to be in a Shalumilach. He says, Yeah, that one, I admit, it died in a negligent manner. I have to pay for that one, but not for any of the others. Tilav Heilachu, there's no Heilach, there's no here, take it. Um, and and uh, he's going to be Chayev Ashvue because of Modib Mixas. Toshma Kominir, the Tony Avua, the Reb Apturiki, that the father of Reb Apturiki taught. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know, this is kind of funny. How do you read this? Toshma, the Tony Avua, the Reb Apturiki. Yeah, I think you could read it like that. Toshma, the Tony Avua, the Reb Apturiki. That the father of Rab Apturiki taught the Rabbiya Kamaisa according to the first Rabbiya. Who can tell what the first Rabbiya is? The first Rabbiya is the first Rabbiya. We saw two opinions of Rabbiya. The first one, oh, we're actually about to explain it, I think. But the first one was where Shimon says to Reuven, Reuven, you owe me a hundred dollars. Reuven says, No, I don't owe you anything. Witnesses then come and say that Reuven owes fifty dollars. That was the first Rabbiya, and Rabbiya says that um, Reuven needs to swear. I Meaning he has to pay the fifty dollars because witnesses says he owes it. Then he has to swear with regard to the remaining fifty dollars that he does not owe it. Okay. So the Rebbechia Kamaisa, which is monoli biyodcho, that Shimon says to Reuven, "You owe me hundred dollars." Vala Omer einlcho biyodiklum. Reuven says, "I don't owe you anything." And witnesses come and say, in fact, Reuven owes fifty zuz to Shimon. And therefore he has to pay the 50 zuz. The question is, what about with the remainder, with the remaining, with the remaining 50 zuz? Yahu Yishov Alashar, is it possible that Ruvain will have to pay, will, will have to swear about the remainder, the remainder? Right, so this, right. So Abturiki is bringing this brisa as a kasha on Rabkhia. Because Rabkhia had said that in this scenario, Ruvain does have to swear about the remaining 50. But this price is saying, Yochel Yishav Alashar, is it possible that Reuven would have to swear about the remaining 50? Tamlomar, Al-Kol Avedo, Asher Yomar, Kihu Zeh. That on any lost object that he will say, Kihu Zeh. That meaning in the context of Mode B'Miktas, needs, right, Al-Hudas Piv, Atomachaivu, Viatomachaivu, Al-Hudas Eid. That he swears when we're talking about his own admittance. But not when witnesses come and say, you know, that you owe the 50. Meaning, if Shimon would say to Reuven, Reuven, you owe me $100. And Reuven says, no, I owe you $50. So that's Reuven's own admittance and he would swear. But when Reuven says, I don't owe you anything. And the witnesses come and say that Reuven owes $50. So then there's no Shavua. Because it's based on what he says, not based on what witnesses would say about him. So therefore, it's a kasha and repriya, because repriya would say that Ruvain would swear. But here we have a brisa that says that he would not swear. Chavit, listen to what the Gemara answers. Masnisa karomis ole de repriya. Are you asking a kasha and repriya from a brisa? Repriya tanehu ufalig. 
Rambchia is a Bryce, is a Tane, and he argues on that Bryce, and he can, because he's a Tane. Ha ha. Ha ha. Givaldic. 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 Givaldic, Givaldic, Givaldic. It's Givaldic because I, I once worked uh, for these, um, chassid, these, chassid, these uh, two Chassidish guys, and they also learned the daf. And was a shaila. One of one of them had a shaila. Is Rambchia considered a tane or is he considered a mor? So I have to I have to, I have to send this to him. Now I mean here he, he, he figured that he's a tane, but this is when I saw it I was like ah, I remember that. So I gotta send it to him. I don't even know if he still has WhatsApp or if I have his number, but I'll give it a shot. Um, fine. Must he say karamas? So karamas all the Rambchia Rambchia tane who falig. Is a tana. Now, of course, we say Rav Tana Ufalik. We say about Rav that Rav is a Tana and he can argue on a Bryce. Rabchia was Rav's uncle. So I figure, Mimele, if Rav Tana Ufalik, it makes sense to say Rabchia Tana Ufalik. Rabchia was a student of, of Rebbe. So was Rav. Um, but then, okay, say it. Funny. Viha Kro Ko Omar, how could we say that Rabchia argues on the Bryce? The Bryce isn't just a Bryce. He's bringing up, we're bringing up Apostle. Apostle of Kiyuze. How could Rambchia argue on a pasuk? Ahu the mode makes us the the mode Well, Rambchia would just say that that pasuk is, is teaches mode b'miktsas doesn't teach us that he has to dafka say it and not witnesses. Avud abturiki amalach avud abturiki will respond ksev hu uksev ze. It says both hu and ze. V'chad. I guess maybe the point is that both hu and ze are like limiting words, right? Him. And not somebody else. Ze this and not something else. So chad lemode miktas ataine. So one is to teach us that davka mode miktas ataine, a partial admittance. Vechada hados edim, and the other one is to say, the um, potter that if witnesses come and testify, um, he would be potter from a shvua. Davka he needs to admit it. Veidah, and Rambchia would argue chad lemode miktas ataine. One is to teach modem mixas fichad le modem mimin hatayne, and the other one is to say that davka needs right, that the admittance needs to be in the same uh, category as the claim. Let's go right to for a second. Vidach modem mimin hatayne lays lay, whereas avod abturiki the abturiki says that you don't need the admittance to be from the same category as the claim. Disoverlo. That if Shimon says Ruven, you owe me wheat, and Ruven, um, you know, so Shimon says to Ruven, Ruven, you owe me a hundred bottles, uh, um, uh, bundles of wheat, and Ruven says, no, I only, I owe you fifty. Bundles of barley, um, he would be potter, right? Because it's a different, right? You have wheat and barley. Rabbi Gamliel says that no, it doesn't matter, you would still be Echayev. So, um, would say that you'd be potter there, whereas Rabbi Abturiki would say that you would be, um, Chayev there. Um, alright, very, very interesting stuff. So there was a a shepherd that every day they would give him um, sheep well not sheep uh, animals 
Well, I imagine sheep because he's a shepherd. That would make sense, I think. Sheep. Let's say. I guess maybe it could be goats. Can we say sheep? Let's say sheep. There was a shepherd that every day they would give him sheep. Let's say four sheep. I think it, I want to say four sheep. I think it'll just be a nice number in a minute. So every day they would give him four sheep and they would always give it to him with witnesses so that, you know, there can't be any foul, pl- foul play, any uh, denials, any nothing. There's always witnesses to make sure that um, everything's accounted for. One day though, they gave him the four sheep and there were no witnesses. And sure enough, the shepherd took advantage of the situation of the lack of witnesses and says, you didn't give me any sheep. Now came witnesses and testified, well, I can tell you this, the shepherd ate two of these animals. So meaning, you have a, a, a Rebchia case over here, right? That the people are claiming that they gave him four sheep. I'm making up the number four. But they're claiming that they gave him four sheep. He's claiming that he, they didn't give him anything. Witnesses are coming and saying that they gave him two sheep. So Rebchia, right, this is basically the same case as Shimon saying to Reuven, you owe me $100. Reuven says, I don't owe you anything. And witnesses say, you owe 50 so Rebzeri says that, well, if we hold like like the first Rebchia, who would say that uh, Reuven would have to swear about the remaining 50, so then the shepherd should have to swear about the remaining two sheep. Abai says, what do you mean that if we hold of like Rebchia, you'd have to swear? But He's a thief. Witnesses came and said that he, you know, he, he denied having, you know, he denied having any of these sheep. Witnesses came and said that he ate two of them. He's, he's a thief. He's a liar. He's a thief. What do you mean he swears that about the remaining ones? We can't trust him. He's a liar. So Hashtanami, where am I? Vogazanu. Amalisha Kenegdo Kamina. So Abzeri says, well, I'm not talking about him. Swearing because that's true. We can't trust him. He's a, he's a thief. We're talking about the people would swear and then, right, they would swear that they are telling the truth and that they gave him four sheep and then they would take, you know, then they would be able to collect. Well, he would already be on the hook for two of them because witnesses came and said that he owes, that, that he owes them two. And then they would say, and we gave four and, and he would be on the hook for the remaining two as well. Hashtanami, okay, where am I? So says the Gemara, even forget about Rebchia, um, the, the shepherd should be chayev a shvue, or at least the other people would be chayev, would swear and take it, because of Avnachman. This time we learn in the Mishnah, that of course by Kofar Akol, if Shimon says to Reuven, Reuven, you owe me a hundred dollars, Reuven says, I don't owe you anything. So Reuven does not swear, it's kofar akol. By kofar akol you don't swear, only by modeh b'miksas you swear. Reuven says, even so, even though midu oraise, Reuven does not swear, if he's kofar akol, but midu rabonin, we have him swear 
that he's telling the truth. So even forget about Rebchia. The shepherd would still be chayv to swear anyways because he's denying, even by kofar a kol, there's a shvuas heses. So, 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 uh, so even without Rebchia, there should be a shvuah. So the Rav Nachman The thing is, the thing is, already the shepherd is not swearing because because he's a he's a thief, right? Meaning the other people are going to have to swear for him, right? The other people are going to swear that they're telling the truth, and then and then you know they would be believed in their claim. So now, mid it would be the shepherd that would be claiming, right? Right, right, right. In general, when you swear, it's the, it's the, it's the party who currently has the money and is being asked to pay for it that they swear and then they, they don't have to pay. Now it's Midirabana that we're saying, but if we can't trust the, you know, the defendant, well then we'll have the claimant swear that they're telling the truth and then they'll take it. So when in those scenarios of Nishboin Vinotlin, when the claimant ends up swearing and taking that is already a midir construct and we're saying already here that's going to be the scenario that the shepherd is not going to be the one to swear it's going to be the people that are going to be the one to swear which is already a midir thing and then to say that there would be a shvuas hesis that even right that meaning when the shepherd is denying having received anything so midoraisa he would be potter from a shvua. It's only midorabonan that there's going to be a shvua here. So to say that this midorabonan shvua, the shvua's heses when he denies everything, would be sworn by the people since we can't trust the shepherd, which is already midorabonan. So a double derabonan of the other people swearing in a situation of a shvua's heses is not uh, something that we are going to do. So therefore he would swear on account of the fact. That he that would be modibimiktsas like Rubchia. Vitebukle Tavale Roe, why are we considering him to be a thief? Because these witnesses came and said that he stole two of them. Even if no witnesses came, he's considered a thief because he's a shepherd. The Omar of Yehuda, Stam Roe, Apostle. Yehuda says that by default a shepherd is considered apostle uh, is considered apostle because because um, um, he's a thief. Because 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 the shepherd allows his sheep to graze in other people's fields. Lokash, it's no problem. So it depends. If it's his sheep or if it's the people's sheep. If it's his sheep, yeah, he'll let them graze in other people's fields and he would be in other people's property and he would be considered a thief. Um, but if he's uh, uh, responsible for other people's sheep, well, then he won't allow those sheep to, you know, the other people's sheep to graze in other people's fields to steal property, uh, because if you don't say like this, that when he's responsible for other people's sheep, he follows the rules. Well, if that's the case, then how would we be able to give our sheep to these shepherds? Meaning, if it's assumed that shepherds always graze in other people's fields, and that's a problem, then how can we be giving our sheep to these shepherds? It's It's don't put a blind, uh, stumbling block for a blind person. Don't give your sheep to a shepherd if it's going to lead him to steal. Rather, we have a chazaka that a person will not sin when he's dealing with other people's, when he's responsible for other people's things. He's not going to, uh, you know, allow 
the sheep to graze in other people's property when they're not his sheep, when he's responsible for other people's sheep, then he's going to follow the rules and he's not going to sin with other people's sheep. And therefore, we don't assume that the, that there's an issue in that he's inherently a thief. He's a thief because witnesses came and said that he took these sheep that he claimed to have never received. Okay, so now we're going to get into the concept of um, or we're going to kind of explore that concept of kind of like we saw just now that um, if we can't trust the shepherd because he's a thief so we also can't trust him to swear so here we go okay oh gosh okay it's a little bit confusing. There's like a bunch of negatives over here. That each one swears that he does not have less than half. Shnikes. Chavid, do you hear that? Meaning each one swears that he does not have less than half. I guess implying that what does he have? He has more than half. At least more than half. Okay. So are the isle mishtaba or the lesle mishtaba? So what exactly is he swearing about? Is he swearing that I have 50% of it, right? Meaning, there is, right? Shnaim Oichz Metalis. You have these two guys, Reuven and Shimon, and they're vying for this talus. Okay? They're jumping on it. And um, each one is saying it's theirs. Ultimately, we're saying that, well, they can't both have all of it. So each one swears that they have no less than 50% of it. So now, the question is, are, is each one swearing that they own 50% of it? Or is it that they own, that they don't own less than 50% of it? Okay. Are the Islam Ishtaba, are they swearing that they own 50% of it? No, are the Islam Ishtaba, or are they swearing that they don't have less than 50%? Amr Vuna says, Vuna to Amr, Shvue Shayeshli Ba, Okay, so says Huna, what the swear is, is that First of all, he swears that I have some part of it. And I don't have less than half of it. Meaning, if you would only, if you would only say, I don't have less than half of it. Wow. So less than half would be anywhere between like, you know, 0.1% and 49.9%. So, theoretically, even if he has no claim to the garment, right? Imagine Ruven has no claim to the talus at all. And he swears, I do not own less than half of it. Well, he's technically telling the truth. If he says, I do not own less than half of it. He doesn't own less than half of it. He doesn't own any of it. So, therefore, he needs to swear both that he actually owns part of it and that he doesn't own less than half of it so meaning he owns part of it and what he owns is at least half of it. Okay. So Amr says, So firstly, I do in fact own part of it. He swears that he owns part of it. And I don't own less than half of it, i.e., I own at least half of it. Why doesn't he just swear that all of it belongs to him? Yeah, but we're not going to give him all of it because just like Ruven's claiming that he owns all of it, Shimon's also claiming that he owns all of it. So, 
Okay, so why not swear that half of it's mine? Right? If ultimately each one's gonna get half, let Reuven swear that half it is half of it is his. Let Shimon swear that half of it is his. Morale le dibure. Yeah, but I mean, he had initially said that it's all mine. Right? Reuven had initially said it's all mine. Shimon initially said it's all mine, and now he's gonna swear that half of it is his. He said it's all his. Hashtanami morale le dibure. Um, but I mean, but look at the end of the day. Even if you say that I own part of it and I don't own less than half of it, he's still not, you know, still a far cry from what he initially started at, which is it's all mine. Now he's saying, well, I don't own less than half of it. Well, that's a big gap. Well, to Amr Kulishli, look, this is what he's saying. He's saying, look, I haven't changed my position, which is it's all mine. For the Devrechim, and according to you that you're saying, well, I can't have all of it. Well, look, I'll tell you this much. I own, I have an owner, I have a claim of ownership to it. And I'll say this, I do not own less than half of it. So, yeah, what he would like to claim is that it's all his. He, he can't make that claim and get all of it. So what he says, look, I'm not going to say that half of it's mine because all of it's mine. I'll say that all of it is mine. Well, I'll say, look, I have a claim and at, at, at least half of it is mine. Meaning, well, well, no less than half of it is mine. Um, really all of it is mine, but, but, but at the very least, no less than half of it. Now, why do they need to swear? When you got Ruvain, grabbing half of it, Shimon grabbing half of it, we're giving them half. So just give them each half. Why do they have to like swear? Clearly they're both like, they have a, they both have a claim to it. So we're dividing it in half. Okay, each one is going to get half of it. Why do they have to swear? This shvue is a takono tirabonon. Shlo yehei kol echod ve'echod holech v'tokef v'taliso shechaver v'omer shalihu. Well, it's a takono shechachomim. Right, that we don't want a scenario where like, you know, everybody's grabbing everybody else's stuff. Because why not? I'll go and I'll grab this stuff and then we'll just divide it. So therefore by saying that you gotta swear, so then it, um, so, so, so the idea is that if we say that you have to swear, well then you're gonna take it more seriously, right? Meaning, instead of just saying, hey, what the heck, I may as well make this claim, We'll say, wait one second. If you, if you're, if you're, if you're tricky, trickily making this claim when it's not really true, you're gonna have to swear about it. So therefore that would, the hope is that that would prevent people from making claims that aren't, claims to things that aren't theirs. But the question is that if the whole point of the Shavua is to sort of prevent untrustworthy people, well then why would you trust them on their swear, right? If the whole point is that while well, we're concerned that maybe Ru- maybe Ruvain is being dishonest and he's making a claim to a talus that doesn't actually belong to him. So therefore we're gonna make him swear. Well if Ruvain's dishonest, he'll swear dishonestly. Lo Amrinon Migo So the Gemara says, well, actually it doesn't work like that. Actually there's a difference. A swear is kind of kicking it up a notch. I, 
I think it swears with the Sefer Torah and Shem Hashem, and you know, it's it's it's, it's a serious thing. So, Kilu, for Ruvin to just say, "Hey, why not make a claim to the Talus? Why not make a claim to the Talus?" Now he's being dishonest, but all right, fine, whatever. I have nothing to lose. But once already, you're going to say, "Hey, you're going to have to swear." That's a different ballgame. So therefore, um, therefore, even though he might be dishonest with regard to making a claim, he won't go so far as to swear about it. Because after all, if you don't say like this, that sort of, there's a certain seriousness to swearing that kind of puts it in a separate ballpark. Because after all, for example, Modav and Miksas, what's Modav and Miksas? Shimon says to Reuven, Reuven, you owe me $100. Reuven says, I only owe you 50 We don't trust that Reuven's telling the truth. So therefore, Reuven, I mean, Reuven says, I only owe you 50 We don't trust that Reuven's telling the truth. So therefore, Reuven swears that he is, in fact, telling the truth. But if the whole point is that we don't trust Reuven, which is why he's swearing, well, then why would we trust him to swear? Rather, the whole point is that there's a difference between making a claim and swearing about it. That... While he might simply make the claim that he's only owed, that he only owes 50, not 100, if you say, hey, you gotta swear about it, then, then, then he, 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 he will not be willing to do that. To which he says, that's actually not the case. Don't bring me Mode B'Miktas as a proof for the theory that swearing kicks it up another notch and people are gonna be unwilling to do that. And meaning, even if you have a person who's dishonest, he won't swear dishonestly. So Shigmar says, actually, in the case of Modib Mikzas, the concern is not that Reuven is dishonest, an untrustworthy person. No, it's that Reuven is going to rationalize it himself. So it's not inherently that he is a untrustworthy person or a shmendrik, um, you know, a shtunk. Um, it's that um, in his mind, he's actually not doing anything wrong. He's not doing anything bad. And the shvu is just to kind of like say, hey, get your act together and make sure you're telling the truth. That when it comes to Moda B'miktas, he's just trying to rationalize it like, like Rabba has explained to us both in Bava Kama and Bava, and Bava Metziah. That he says, look, I'm not looking to steal from Shimon. After all, he lent me money when I needed it. I'm just looking to buy some extra time. And therefore, in his mind, he's not actually doing something wrong. He's not deliberately being dishonest and untrustworthy. He's rationalizing it by, rationalizing it by saying, look, I want to pay back Shimon. I just also want to kind of buy some extra time. So he says, look, it was only 50. It wasn't 100. So he's not inherently an in, in, in untrustworthy person. And therefore, we swear to say, hey, don't, don't play any games. You know, swear that you really only owe 50, um, but he'll be unwilling to do that because he, he's inherently not an untrustworthy person. Oh my gosh, sorry for this, so many double negatives. But the point is, you know, a person like that is not untrustworthy, i.e. he ultimately at the end of the day is trustworthy. And if you say swear about it, he'll say, wait, wait, uh, all right, I'll tell you the truth. I really do owe $100. Teda, and you should know, the Amr Rav Idi Bar Oven, Amr Rav Chizda, that a person who denies a loan, that if Shimon says to Reuven, Reuven, 
You owe me a hundred dollars. Reuben says, I don't owe you anything. Witnesses come and say, no, Reuben does in fact owe Shimon a hundred dollars. Even though he's been, Reuben is now a liar, right? But he could still be a kosher aid. How come? Because he could rationalize it. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Shimon gave Reuven money with the assumption that Reuven was going to spend it and not have it, and he was going to then get it back and return it. And Reuven's rationalizing it and say, so when Reuven says, I don't have any of it, right, that you didn't lend me money, it's not that he's inherently a liar, it's that he's just trying to buy some extra time, and therefore he could still be kosher le'edus. Whereas by a pikadin, if Shimon gave some stuff to Reuven to watch, and then, um, Ruvain says that, you know, I don't have it. Well, that's a different story because, um, why don't you have it? Right? You weren't supposed to be doing anything with it. You're just supposed to be watching it. So in that case, you know, if he says that he doesn't have it, and it turns out that he does, well, then, um, he's going to be postulators. So, El Hadutani Rabbin Barchama. What about that which Rabbin Barchama taught? I bought Shomen, Srikin, Kfir, Bimixas, Vodah, Bimixas, or, but what about the fact that Roman Barchama says that by the four Shomen, and the four Shomen, of course, is a Pikadun, that they're watching stuff, and Roman Barchama says that if they're Mode Bimixas, so then they swear. Shomachina Vashayel, Nasisach Vasoch, and Nema, Migodachashir Amamone, Choshir Ashvuoso. That why don't we say that what do you mean that they swear? If we don't trust them, that when they say that, you know, if they're modem miktsas, if we don't trust that they're telling the truth, why would we trust them to swear? So asamnami ishtamute kamishtamit. Again, also they're, they're not inherently bad people, they're, they're rationalizing it. Sovermashkachno leganif vitafisnale, ashomir socher, who's chayev for gnev vaveda, he figures, oh gosh, they got lost, um, I, I want some more time to find the Ganif. Hopefully I'll find him and I'll return it. Alternatively, if it's a Shomachina Muschayev for Pshia, he says, oh no, I was negligent. Let me go to the rushes down by the riverside and see if uh, the cow is rolling there. Um, um, and I'll bring it back. So, so they're also, he's not, he's not inherently a bad person, an untrustworthy person. He's rationalizing it. And therefore, if we say, you're going to have to swear, he's going to say, wait, okay, fine. I don't want to swear about this. If that's the case, well, if that's the case, that even by a deposit, even by a picodin, you can rationalize it. So then why are we saying that is postulatus? Why don't we say by Hakov Bipikodin also that he's rationalizing it? He's saying, oh no, it got lost. I'm going to go and try to find it. So, well, when we say that Hakov Bipikodin is Posleidus, well, it's that the witnesses came and they testified that at the time that he said, that he didn't, uh, uh, that he doesn't know what you're talking about. He had it in his house at the time. Baba Yoda and he knew, uh, Yoda. Ella, where am I? 
He's becoming evasive of a yada, and he knew about it. Inami alternatively to have a nokid le biyade, or he was holding it in his hand. Okay. Fine. El Hoda Omer, Rifuna. That which Rifuna says, Mashbiyan also shvuish in a bishuso. In the scenario where Shimon says to Ruvain, Hey Ruvain, give me back my, um, my, my cow. Right? He was watching it, and Ruvain says, Look, it got stolen, right? I guess, or let's say I was negligent, uh, or let's say, right, he says that he's a shomachinam, he's potter for Kenev Vaveda, he says it got stolen, but he says, look, I'm just going to pay you for it. So, in that case, Ruven, Ravuna says that Ruven needs to swear that he doesn't have it. Meaning Ruven says it got stolen, I'm just going to pay you money. He has to swear that he didn't decide, hey, I want this, I'm just going to pay him and keep it. So why would we treat, why would we trust him to swear? That's actually interesting. That's actually interesting. The whole point of why, I thought the whole point of why Reuven would want to just pay Shimon was because he wanted to avoid swearing. So if he has to swear anyways, that he's, um, doesn't have it, then he may as well just swear that it got stolen. But anyways. So why don't we say that if we don't trust him where if we're concerned that maybe he kept it for himself, then why shouldn't we be concerned that he's lying in that he's swearing falsely? So Asamnami Mori, look, there also he is going to rationalize it. And he's gonna say, look, at the end of the day I'm paying him for it, so I'm justified. So again, it's not that he's inherently a bad person, it's that he's going to rationalize it. Um, and therefore when we make him swear, He's going to say, wait, I, I don't actually want to swear about this. But what about the fact that he is um, violating losachmod, right? Do not covet what your friend has. So how can we trust him, right? If the concern is that he is um, in violation of losachmod, so how can we trust his swear? Losachmod below When he says don't covet, that's talking about without paying. But here he's paying, and therefore it's not a violation of losachmod, and he is rationalizing it for himself. Um, but if you make him swear, then he will tell the truth. So, so far, right, Rabbi Yochanan had said that um, we make, by Shnai Mokhs and Batalus, we make them swear just so that, you know, people uh, won't just grab onto things because they're, you know, we're going to make them swear that they're telling the truth. Now we asked, but if we we're talking about inherently people that may be dishonest and why we trust them to swear. So initially we wanted to say that, um, well, uh, swearing is different. It's a different ballgame. You might be sort of, you know, low-key dishonest and try to, you know, be an opportunist and take something that might not belong to you. But to swear is, is, is a whole different thing and you won't, you won't do that. Uh, you'll, you, you know, most, most people won't be willing to do that. Um, we tried to bring a bunch of proofs. Uh, from scenarios uh, where we make people swear, and we say, well, in those cases, those aren't actually proofs that snare that 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 swearing is next level because that's that we we could trust in those cases because they're actually just you know they're not actually bad people because they're going to rationalize it. But here we're going to give scenarios where there is no such rationale, and still we trust swearing. Um, which means that swearing is inherently a different ballgame. So what about by the Shavuos Heses? Shimon says to Reuven, you owe me $100. Reuven says, I don't owe you anything. 
Midoraisa, Ruven is potter, he doesn't have to swear. Midoravan, we say Yeshivos Heses, he should swear anyways. But here we're talking about somebody who's inherently, we can't trust him, yet we're trusting him to swear. Vesu, Amorso, Hadutani Rebchia, when Rebchia says, Shneim Nishboin Venotlin, Mibalabais, in the scenario where the employer had given money to a clerk to pay the employees, the clerk now says to the, to the employer, pay me back for the money that I laid out. The employees claim that they never got it. They both swear and then the employer has to pay both of them. Now, certainly one of them is lying, either the clerk or the employees. Somebody's lying and yet we're saying that they swear and then they can, and then they can take money. But shouldn't we say that, you know, that if they're going to be dishonest about the money, then they'll be dishonest about the swear? Vesu and more so. Had Amar of Sheshes. I was of Sheshes. Says Shalosh Shivus Mashbiin also. We make a Shomer who's claiming that it got stolen. Make three swears. Shivosh Lo Pashaytibo. He swears that he was not negligent. Shivosh Lo Shalachtibo Yad. He swears that he didn't use the animal in an unauthorized way. Shivosh Eino Bershusi, and he swears that it is he doesn't have it. So name him Miguel Choshet Amamona Choshet Ashvosa. But we should say that if we're concerned. That he, you know, may be lying. Well, then we should be concerned that he's not right, that he's lying in his swear as well. Rather, it is that we um, treat these two things separately, even though they may be untrustworthy with regard to financial stuff. Um, we do not assume that they would swear falsely. If they are swearing, we believe they swear. Abaye Omer says, Abaye, the reason why by Shnaim Oichs and Betalis they swear is because Shkashin and Shemo Milve Yishono Yeshlo Olav. What we're concerned that what's happening is Ruven sees that Shimon has this Talis. Ruven says, wait, Shimon owes me money from a long, long time ago. Rather than me reminding Shimon about this money that he owes me and he's, he's going to deny it, whatever. How about this? I see he's going for that Talis. I'll also go for the Talis. I'll get half of it, and I'll get paid back that way. So if that's the case, why are we forcing him to swear? He's then the day he's owed the money. Well, rather, no, it's not that he's definitely owed money. He's not sure if Shimon owes him money from some old um, loan. Do we not say that well if he's going to take this talis out of suffolk that maybe he's owed money won't he also swear out of suffolk that um, people stay away from suffolk shvuas but they don't necessarily stay away from suffolk taking money my time I'll come moment because look at the end of the day you can always give money back if need be but a shvur you can't take back so therefore people are going to be careful there wow um, we continue talking about the concept of heilach and then we started moving into this sugya of um, that if we um, don't if we're, if we're suspicious of somebody when it comes to financial things then we should be suspicious when it comes to swearing as well. But we say that actually when it comes to swearing, people would be 
uh, we assume that even though they might be um, a little bit dishonest when it comes to money, when it comes to swearing, that's a different ballgame. Peace out.